You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I, and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. Unacceptable in all areas. Unacceptable coaching, unacceptable playing, unacceptable effort. Not what we're about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I, I think we did a poor job recruiting if guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. We lied to them during recruiting or we, we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Certainly, like I said, coach our kids to, to do the right thing. And, uh, you know, play with poise, play with confidence, play with dignity, play with class. At the same time, we're not going to take anyone's shit either. We want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Now, that's also a second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, I don't like getting it. It's the only time we're ever getting excited about second. From now on, it's first, okay? All I want to do is fucking eat. I want you to eat. I want you to eat. I want you to want this shit. Welcome in to the latest episode of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, babe, what's going on? Hey, doing good, Shane. Ready for another Pick'ems Podcast. We got some great games lined up. You ready to get to some picks? Hell yeah. Let's do it, buddy. All right, let's do it. Gambling? What's the thing about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. I can't kick your ass, me. heard you say that. <laughs> that, that well, he kicked my ass regardless. <laughs> exactly. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch them. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. it ain't happening brother yeah orange and blue waving forever forever pride old florida may she drew i i forgot to hit record so you got to do that again are you shitting me no i'm recording it All right, Shane, what we normally do, we like to go in order of the kickoff times, but uh, let's mix it up just slightly here because we got a couple non-conference games. Let's get the non-conference games first before we jump into the SEC action, and let's start in Fayetteville, Western Kentucky, at Arkansas, noon game, SEC Network, Arkansas Razorbacks at home, one and a half point favorite over the fight and tie stories. Who do you like in this matchup, Shane? Mm, Mike, Mike, Mike. You know, there's been a lot of heat, a lot of bad mojo coming out of the University of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. The fans are out. I mean, there's a handful that are in. They're just diehard Arkansas fans that they'll 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 go down with the ship. But I don't think they're going to have to this week. I think uh, I think Coach knows what's going on. I think he sees the writing on the wall. I think he cuts some of these freshmen loose, and I think that they just beat Western Kentucky by pure talent. I mean, because say what you want, top to bottom, Arkansas has talent on this team. They just need to be freed. You know what I'm saying? So, little birds, it's time to fly, and I think Arkansas <laughs> wins this thing 35 Western Kentucky, 27. Ooh, I like that pick, Shane. And I don't want to say I was feeling good about Arkansas, (laughs) but I was feeling better about them going into this week until I heard old Chad Morse's comments on the quarterback situation, Shane. Let's jump over. These are comments from Coach Morris here on Thursday on Kind of what's the plan there with John Steven Jones, KJ Jefferson under center? I know you don't want to give away the game plan with quarterbacks, but can you just talk about the KJ Jefferson when we might see him in and how that will? Work? Well, yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's a plan and when we'll get him in. Um, you know, I don't know exactly when, um, but uh, there is a plan to get him in and get him some reps and and uh, get him going. And, and but uh, and we're excited about both these guys. They've had a really good week of practice and. Started Sunday, and man, I'm, I'm excited for him. Can you go with the hot hand after 
both of them play? Well, you know, you, you get in and you try to find a guy that's, that's creating a groove, and obviously we get in there and get things rolling, and, you, you know, you stay with who, who's, who's moving the football. And, uh, but uh, there's also an opportunities to get each one of these guys in. Um, whichever one has a hot hand, you're able to come in, and they're, they're able to do some multiple things to help you out in some situational stuff. With their packages, how much have you had to expand the offense and some of the stuff, if at all, with the two of them? Yeah, you know, they, they, they've done a really, a really good job. I mean, this is something that, uh, you know, these guys have been working and getting reps for, you know, several weeks and, you know, even going back to fall camp. But, but really, probably about the last month, month or so, um, just bringing them along. And they've done a great job with it. Both of them have. All right, Shane. <laughs> I mean, I was fully ready to pick Arkansas in this game. I know they've given up something like 150 points the last three weeks. Western Kentucky's lost back-to-back -back games. They actually lost to Lane Kiffin last week, so this team's definitely beatable. I like a lot of what you had to say. Obviously, Arkansas's got the better team, and I know we don't think much of Tyson Hilton, former Tennessee offensive coordinator, mm -hmm. but think he may even be a better coach than Chad Morris based on what all the Arkansas football I've seen the last two weeks. What's this situation at quarterback going to look like? John Stephen Jones, you know, he's actually looked pretty serviceable when he's been on the field. I don't, I don't think the games look too big for him. But I still am just kind of baffled. Maybe they need to split it 50-50 or something. I don't know if that's what they're going to do. It doesn't sound like Chad Morris knows what they're going to do, which <laughs> doesn't surprise me but concerns me. Because I think you got to get KJ Jefferson. I don't know. I think you got to get him as many looks as you can, particularly in this one. So, whew. I mean, can Western <laughs> Kentucky can they slow down Rakeem? I'm trying to find ways, Shane, for Arkansas to win this game. Rakeem Boyd, he's going to be key if he's fully invested in this one. If he's healthy, you know, how's this team look without CJ O'Grady, who's off the team? I mean, I mean, we're. I don't want to say mutiny here, but I wonder if this team has given up on the season. I hope not. Here's what I predict is going to happen, Shane. I was going to predict a comfortable Arkansas win. I can't even do that. So here's what I think is going to happen. Nothing against John Stephen Jones, but history of Chad Morris coaching up quarterbacks. He's not going to perform too well. Arkansas gets in a hole, and Mr. K.J. Jefferson digs him out of it. Fourth quarter mm -hmm. comeback. I'll give it the win to Arkansas, 24-21. They cover the spread. They cover that one and a half at home against Western Kentucky. Give Chad Morris a contract extension, 24-21. So I, I like K.J. Jefferson to, to pull this one out. But if Chad Morris waits too long and doesn't put Jefferson out there, I think he's going down with the ship. I think Western Kentucky will steal this one. And, Mike, it's been a long, long time since the fans have stormed the field, you know. And I'm just saying right now, if Ben Hicks comes in the fourth quarter, these fans may storm the field to take Coach out personally. <laughs> <laughs> Carry his ass straight to the Mississippi. <laughs> All right, Shane, let's jump to uh, the next non-conference game, New Mexico State at Ole Miss. This is a 4 o'clock Eastern time, 3 o'clock Central kick. The SEC Network, Ole Miss, Shane, big favorites in this one. The Rebels favored by 28 and a half points. Who do you like in this matchup? Mike, there's not a lot of teams worse than Arkansas in the country, but New Mexico State is one of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, these guys are sitting there at 0 and 8. They have not been able to play against anybody. Ole Miss is playing better. They they went toe to toe with the number 11 team in the nation, and I think they build off that. I think these guys get a win, a comfortable win. Almost went lock of the week, Mike. I had trouble picking my lock this week. Just letting you know, this was almost one of them. But I think Ole Miss wins. Uh, easily. I don't think Plumtree even stays in the whole game. And they win by 52, New Mexico State 14. What do you say, Mike? Ooh, that's a big one, Shane, but yeah, I'm not far off from that either because I agree with everything you said. John Rice Plumley has quickly developed into one of my favorite players in the SEC. This Ole Miss defense continues to impress and, you know, obviously there's questions. It's not just us questioning the future of Matt Luke in Oxford. 
This is uh, Military Appreciation Day. I think uh, that we'll have a decent showing here in Oxford. I like this team to show up. They're still fighting hard for their coach. They really need to, you know, if they lose this game, Matt Luke is done. So I don't, I don't think there's any chance of that. <laughs> coach Morse is in the house. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt that Ole Miss is going to show up in this one. I think they're going to run wild. Jerrion Ely, John Rice Plumley. I think they both have big days. Um, I like Ole Miss big. 45, New Mexico State 10. So I like the Rebels to cover this one too. Uh, a lot of times, this late in the season, this large of a point spread, I'm kind of worried about it. But uh, I'm not even sweating this one. Mm-mm. All right, Shane, final non-conference game here on the docket. This is a night game. Appy State at <laughs> South Carolina, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central on ESPN2. The Gamecocks, Shane, no surprise. They're the favorites in this one. Five-point favorites in, in the Gamecocks' favor. Who do you like in this one? Mike, South Carolina's getting a little banged up here of late. Uh, uh, who's who's not going to be in this game that you've heard of? So running back Tavian Feaster, out. Jalen Nichols, offensive tackle, out. Shai Smith, questionable. Don't think he's going to play in this one. Thankfully, Rico Dowell is going to play. That's a boost to that running game. But, uh, yeah, there's it's not looking good for South Carolina on the injury front, which uh, could be the difference in this one. And I don't want to make it worse, Mike, but I have to say something. I struggled with locks of the week this week, man. And I know I've picked South Carolina a few times. Are but you, you going to curse felt, them again? I, I'm, I've never, I mean, I've, I've never felt so confident. Like I'm seeing clear, Mike. You know, I know I'm one in 10, but I'm seeing crystal clear. And I just, I don't. I can't see – I cannot see Appy State making this a ball game, you know? I mean, it's it's almost a joke. The spread is where it's at. It's almost like they're wanting me to bet against Appy State, and that's exactly what I'm going to do because they're they're quick to talk about their, their record. Do you know, team – I mean, yeah, they, they won Georgia Southern by three. They beat uh, – who else did they beat? Louisiana by two. 10, Coastal Carolina by a couple of scores. North Carolina by They've played a lot of directional schools. <laughs> I'm just saying. They ain't ever played a team like this, buddy. And I'm going to tell you right now, South Carolina, and the, unless they had about 10 more people out, I don't think this they even got a shot. I, I love South Carolina, especially Dowdle. I think Rico, a lot of people don't realize how important he was for this offense. The kid has got a motor. He is the heart and soul uh, at moving the chains. He's back. That's huge. Uh, I know Shai's, you know, there's a chance he may not play. That sucks, but... I don't think they need him, man. I think this running game, uh, a lot of people don't realize how good South Carolina is at running the ball and how bad Appalachian State is at stopping it. So I've got South Carolina winning this thing, 44, Appy State. That's Appy for crappy, also rhymes with sappy, also rhymes for not happy, 17. Ooh, I got to ask you, Shane. Yes. What did our South Carolina listeners do to you to deserve that one? You know, I think it was, it's not South Carolina, Mike. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, not. Well, I'm South just telling Carolina. you, Shade, they just all damn unsubscribed and one-starred the party. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it, Mike. It really isn't it. I, I'm just, I'm looking at Appy State, and, you know, they came out of the woodworks trying to pick fight with us. And I'm seeing them picking a fight with all our South Carolina fans. And and I'm just like, you know, it kind of gives me that UCF vibe, you know, just they they think they're, they should be crowned for something because they, they've only lost one game. Well, I'll tell you, they're going to lose Saturday and they're going to lose big. This thing's not going to be close. They've never, like I said, this defensive front is monsters, man. This defense, the secondary has been questionable as, you know, but they're they're not going to be questioned because 
this quarterback's going to be running for his life. And then when South Carolina does the ball, have the ball, they're going to control the tempo, control the clock. Now that Rico's back, I just, I, I can't see any possibility that Appy State has an opportunity to win this thing. And that's why I've never felt more confident in a lock of a week than I do right now. All right, Shane. Well, I apologize to all the South Carolina fans for, for Shane's pick. <laughs> Dude, I'm due, man. You gotta admit, ninety percent. Nobody can keep that up. I, I'm obviously due. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I liked about that pick, Shane. Heislinski. It seems like he's really rounding into form. He had one of his better games since you know at the start of the season. I think he's finally, finally back, closer to a hundred percent. How about this stat, Shane? Um, Loyal listener to the pod, who we probably just lost, Aiken at SC Gamecock on Twitter, shared this one with me. South Carolina, the only school in the country with five running backs to go for over 100 yards in a single game this hmm. season. So even with Feaster out, like you said, we got Dowdle back. Uh, Fenwick really came on last week. Mon Densons, I mean, I knew he was on the team, but I've never seen uh, the talent he's been showing here in recent weeks. So uh, Appalachian State, Probably never seen anything like this kind of a ground attack in whatever the hell division they're in. I mean, this is SEC big boy football at night, South Carolina, Columbia. It's going to be a really good atmosphere. I think this, the Gamecocks are starting to heat up, but you got to, if you flip it over to the other side, Shane, Appy State undefeated on the road. They're undefeated mm-hmm. on the road. They got a top 20 scoring offense. A top 20 rushing offense only turned the ball over four times, Shane. So if they can keep from turning the ball over, if they can be efficient on offense, somehow, some way, get around this defensive line that is probably making their offensive coordinator lose sleep all week. I hate to do it to our fans, Shane, but I'm going upset special. Oh, whatever, Mike. What are you doing? Appy State, 14. South Carolina, 38. Them Appies are going to be upset. Get your ass out of here. <laughs> oh, man. They'll, you know, they lost to Georgia Southern. And if you forget who Georgia Southern is, that's the team that that got beat 55-3 to by LSU. Welcome to the SEC, buddy. Appy State. Good God. This ain't the Michigan. Get over it, man. Ever they, they just think they can just beat us because they beat Michigan 30 years ago. Come on. Get out of here. All right, Shane. We spent too much time there on crappy state. Uh, let's get into the SEC action, starting with the noon game here. Vanderbilt at Florida. Noon kickoff on ESPN, 11 o'clock Central. And uh, news out of uh, Nashville, Shane Deuce Wallace. The deuce is loose. He's going to start. Riley Neal still on the concussion protocol. So Vanderbilt knows who they're going to be starting under center. And old Dan Mullen, Shane, he's asking the fans not to go too hard Friday night. You know, get up and play. Um, make sure all the Gators nation, right, I mean, gets a good night's sleep Friday night. Be out partying late all night long. There's plenty of time to party post-game on Saturday. That's right. After the so, win. Uh, you know, I mean, go out, have some fun. I'm not saying it's no fun zone, but have a lot of fun. Get up early and get ready to pack the swamp and create that home field advantage for us on Saturday. All right, Shane. So, Dan Mullen's looking for a home field advantage. He wants the swamp to be rocking. He's going to need his team to show up a lot better than they did last year at this time coming off that loss. How do you see this one going down between Florida and Vanderbilt? And keep in mind the Gators, Shane, big favorites. Gators favored by 26 and a half points. Oh, Mike, do you remember this game? Was it last year? They they almost fought there on the sideline. It was Coach Mason and and uh, I even Coach Mullen came over there. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Now, I mean, this was a ball game. I mean, there was a, there was an opportunity there before half that Vanderbilt could have won this thing, and mm-hmm. uh, Florida was able to pull away. And you know what? I, I think this. Florida team has potential to overlook Vanderbilt. They've got nothing else to prove, you know, win out doesn't matter. They still don't have an opportunity to compete with the East unless a miracle happens with Georgia. So I I think there's, there's plenty of opportunity to overlook this game. 
But I also think that there's opportunity for Vanderbilt to show the nation that they are now the worst team in the SEC. That's right. I think they cram- I think we're going to have to crown them after this game because this team isn't the same. This Vanderbilt team is is nowhere near as exciting as they were week one, man. I mean, it's just I, if everybody's going the, a, a certain direction, well, I'm telling you here, Mike, Vanderbilt, maybe that locker room is divided. I don't know. I, You know, the game I saw last week against South Carolina, it, you know, everybody wants to talk about the quarterback controversy coming into this thing. Man, there's something going on there. You know, there was a reason Lipscomb didn't come in. You know, there's a reason Keyshawn Vaughn's not running as hard as he used to. You know, I I don't I don't think Mason is the the problem. Maybe it's the quarterback play. Maybe it's you know I don't know. Maybe there's just it just it just ain't working. That whatever recipe they got is not working. And I I like Florida to win to win big, forty two, and Vanderbilt at the very end of the game kicks a field goal and goes forty two. Vanderbilt three. Uh, field goal to save the shutout. <laughs> save the shutout. I mean, Florida pitches a shutout the entire game. I mean, it's just, what did you see last week to, to give you anything different? Like, I mean, the South Carolina game, I mean, Vanderbilt had opportunity and was, I think they only got seven points last week. Yeah, and I'm, it was at the, I can't remember if it was their first drive or second, but it was, <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they strung together ugly. a nice drive and, South Carolina fans about ready to fire Will Muschamp because he was losing to Vanderbilt. <laughs> but that was a, <laughs> that was love, about like all Dukes. we saw from them at that point. You know what? And I pull it for Dukes. You know, he's a Sevier County guy. He's the county right next door to us here. And, you know, I'm pulling for the kid. But I just – I think this team is just too far back. You know, the defense isn't playing near as good as it did the start of the season. This offense is just – it's hemorrhaging, man. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know what's going on with the big three, but they're just not playing, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot there for Vanderbilt. They thought they were going to have a better offense. I know they lost Kyle Shermer, but just never got that consistency under center. The offensive line has been an issue for most of the year, and then the defense is just so young. And it's just, it's taken a big step back, and you can't have. I mean, that's just a deadly combination when. The offense ain't humming, and it's just now they've had injury after injury. Maybe if they had the same quarterback all year, maybe they would have had some growth, but still not seeing that. So it's almost like we're going to – it's almost like this is going to be one of those games where there's always one or two on the SEC calendar where we look back and say, how in the hell did this team pull this one out? It's going to be Vanderbilt beating Missouri. I know Missouri is looking pretty rough themselves right now, but there's still no excuse for losing that one. I think this is just a different different time for Mullins Gators. I mean, yes, they did lose last season to Missouri coming off that Georgia game, but then uh, if you, you want to say that, but then they turned around and ripped off several wins to close out the season, including a dominating performance over Florida State, big performance over Michigan in the bowl game. So it's not like they didn't – it's not like they completely fell apart last year, so – I think they've learned the lesson from that one. I'm kind of on with you there. Maybe if this was a better opponent, you know, maybe if this was South Carolina, I know they already played them, but something of that caliber, maybe there would Mm -hmm. be some letdown. But because of where Vanderbilt's at right now, I'm kind of right there with you. I don't think it'll be quite as bad as you do, but I'm going Florida 38, Vanderbilt 10. I think the Gators get the cover here. Mm-hmm. They're going to be coloring that stadium too, Mike. You hear that one? <laughs> Tell us about it. Yeah, the, apparently they're going to uh, do a color scheme. So they're going to have blue uh, with the fans side on the sidelines and then the end zones that will be colored orange. So, you know, I think that'd be kind of cool. I've, I've seen stripes, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen uh, checkers. I've seen all that, but I, I don't think I've seen an end zone color so i think this will be cool uh so we'll get to see that saturday as well mm-hmm. all right shane next sec game we're going to hold off the uh, lsu alabama game till the end there but missouri at georgia seven o'clock eastern on espn 
Bulldogs coming off the big win against Florida. They are a 16 and a half point favorite. Who do you like in this matchup? Mm, I like Georgia to keep this game simple. Uh, in fact, I think you're going to watch this game and be – you remember when Coach came out last week and he says, you know, you don't like to see that running game and beating them up and, you know, it's it's not fun, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. this That's exactly – he's giving you a synopsis of what's going to happen during this game. It is going to be a ground and pound. Missouri will not be able to stop the running game. Georgia will – I mean, they'll keep Missouri in check. And I think late scores make this interesting for us gamblers. And Missouri, I have covering the spread, but Georgia winning pretty easy. Score of 31, Missouri 21. Uh, So I got a 10-point game. So Missouri covering the spread, but I like Georgia to win and uh, win pretty easy. Hmm. Interesting. I've got something similar. I you know, I'm kind of banking this on the fact that Kelly Bryant is going to play. If he doesn't, this is going to switch here in a hurry. But uh, Missouri's had a lot of issues running the ball. You know, we've covered this all week. Georgia's not even allowed a damn rushing touchdown this season. So that's kind of a recipe for disaster for Missouri. But they have had two weeks to prepare for this one. I know Georgia is a slightly banged up Tyson Campbell. I don't know if he's going to play in this one. He's been missing the last couple weeks. I think Kelly Bryant and these receivers could have some success against this Georgia secondary. I think that's the thing that keeps them in it. But can they limit this Georgia running game? You know, they've been struggling here against Vanderbilt. They've been struggling against Kentucky. Can't stop those teams from running. So I fully suspect that Georgia is going to be able to run on this team I like Georgia, much like you. Jake Fromm have another big day. Georgia, 34. Missouri, 21. So I like the Tigers to cover, not by a, you know much here, but I think they probably get that backdoor cover, maybe a late touchdown. Alberto, I think he'll have some success against Georgia. That may be just enough to get the cover in this one. Let me ask you, Mike, is there – let's just say, because I, I kind of – the reason I – one of the main reasons I predicted this was I'm kind of like you. I think Kelly, if he does play, I still think he's a little banged up. He's not as mobile as, as we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. But let's just say things are perfect. You know, he 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 feels healthy. He's starting to run around. Do you see a potential upset here? I mean, I mean, we're we're both. I mean, kind of banking on him limping into this game. If he were to come in healthy, is there an opportunity? that you can see or an outcome here where you can see Missouri beating Georgia? No. No? Okay. (laughs) I was thinking that leading up to the season. I mean, that was just the way Missouri is playing football right now. And they've just been so inconsistent. They haven't even won a game on the road. I know South Carolina kind of the same going into Athens when they pulled that off, that upset, but – a lot of that obviously had to do with turnovers. Maybe if Missouri forces five or six turnovers, <laughs> maybe. But, uh, no, I think that window is closed, and uh, I think this is just going to be a disappointing year for the Tigers. Okay. All right, Shane, night game on SEC Network, Tennessee at Kentucky, 7.30 Eastern time on SEC Network. And before we get to the pick, Shane – Oh, we got us a little uh, hype video. (laughs) We talked about it all week, about finishing, playing hard. Playing with great determination. You understand me? You take it upon yourself on offense, defense, special teams, that you're going to do your job on every play. You understand? All right, Shay, yeah, we're going to do a double hype video this week. We saw this was put out by Kentucky. I thought it was really well done, so we'll get that going. Your Vols, Shane, favored by one. Opened as the underdog, but it's quickly flipped here to in the Vols' favor. Tennessee's mm-hmm. yet to win 
on the road this season. Do they get it done this weekend in Lexington? I'd like to start off by thinking that Kentucky was potentially going to overlook the University of Tennessee, but we've got players coming to this game from the NFL. We've got hop videos out now. I, I just I think the word is out. Kentucky really wants to beat the University of Tennessee. So, but I, I think that Tennessee has its disadvantages, uh, it, potentially big disadvantages, the quarterback situation. But I do think Brian plays. Um, I think the defense is really good. I think the defense is playing lights out. Uh, but the offensive line's banged up. And that's what scares me the most is because this game usually comes down to the trenches. And I, I think this one's going to be no different. But Kentucky still doesn't have a quarterback. And, yes, Lynn's been doing fantastic. But guess what? There is film out on him now. We know exactly what they're going to do. I mean, they're floating this Smith idea that he's going to come in there. Why? Why would you do that? You've had nothing but success with Lynn back there at quarterback. Why would you change it now? We've got plenty of game feel. I think Tennessee does a uh, does the best job that they've seen in, in keeping him contained. But I still think that this is a ball game. I think this one comes down to the fourth quarter. Um, you know, these games are always physical. And I've got Kentucky losing. Barely, by touchdown. Tennessee, 31. Kentucky, 24. Ooh. That's pretty bold, Shane. I like that pick. Just <laughs> going to have some – we going to have a whiskey bet on this game, it sounds like? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I'll go with anybody that wants it. But they, they got to they do it now. They got to do it on Friday. If they want to go with it, I'm willing – to bet one person. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Shane. Well, I like I like a lot of what you had to say. I think Brian Maurer gets a start in this one. As long as he doesn't turn it over a bunch, I think he gives Tennessee the best shot moving forward, really get these receivers involved in the game. I think that could be the, the biggest advantage Tennessee has in this one. Juwan Jennings playing the best football of his life. Marquez Callaway's playing really well. Kentucky... Their secondary is not exactly the strength of that team. And remember, I know it was kind of in a damn monsoon, but when Kentucky played Georgia, not to necessarily compare Tennessee and Georgia's defense, although Tennessee's defense is playing lights out. They've allowed one score in six quarters, and it came with about five minutes left against UAB. Uh, that Georgia defense shut out this Kentucky offense with Lim Bowden under center. So I'm not expecting a shutout by any means, particularly on the road in Lexington, but I'm just loving what I'm seeing from Tennessee's defense right now. They seem to have it figured out. I think this could be a, a decent game here, Shane, but I don't know. I'm just, everywhere I look, I'm seeing advantage for Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee may have, the all-SEC kicker, I know uh, Rodrigo's getting a lot of love, not to take any respect away from him, but, you know, the biggest kick he had this year, he missed it. Whereas uh, Somaglia, I mean, I think he's only missed one kick all year. He's He's been money for the Volunteers, whereas Kentucky, I mean, their kicker's named Chance Poor for a reason, Shane. Yeah. So they've got the advantage in the kicking game. I think they're going to have not, it at quarterback. Not the game. <laughs> Not the putting game, no. If uh, old Max Duffy breaks out some of these fake punts, we it may be a different story. But I don't really care that uh, Kentucky's had two weeks to play. I think, or excuse me, two weeks to prepare for this one. I think Tennessee's playing at such a high level. I don't know. This is just a night and day different squad. For whatever reason, they've it's just clicking right now for the Vols, and I think it continues that way. Even with some of the offensive linemen being banged up, I think they're going to have a lot of advantages all across the field here in this matchup on Saturday on the road. I'm going Tennessee 27, Kentucky 17, Vols lock of the week. Mm, man, locking it down. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I think you're right, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you, dude, I worried. I'm worried to death over this game. I, I just don't know what Coach Stoops is going to do, man. You know, 
I hear I've been talking Bowden, and, and who knows who's going to be quarterback back there. It could be Smith. It could be somebody else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's just – he is a – He's an underrated, unappreciated coach, and he's gonna be—he's gonna have a big stage Saturday, and uh, that's what worries me a little bit, um, you know. But if if our defense wasn't playing so well, if the defense was struggling, I'd be even more worried about this game. But I—I I, I really do think that we've been saving Brian for this game, and uh, if not, Garantano, Jared Tano, whoever's commentating this thing mm-hmm. i think uh is has played better uh but i would be really i i would almost sway more toward kentucky if the, if they get a heavy dose of number two up there mm-hmm. if brian's the quarterback i think tennessee wins easily all right shane everybody's been waiting for it final game here sec cbs game of the week mm-hmm. 330 eastern 230 central LSU, Alabama, got ourselves another hype video. Dominance. Power. Supremacy. One game. Everything on the line. A war on a 100-yard battlefield. On one sideline, a commander with ice in his veins. Ridley, reverse! Willing to roll the dice and leave you in the dust, scratching your head. On the other sideline, a defensive-minded master. Relentless to his opponents until they wave the white flag. There will be plenty of weapons at their disposal. For the purple and gold, an array of speed and power waiting to strike at any moment from all angles. For the crimson and white, a relentless ground attack, ready to burst through the front lines and punish anyone that stands in their way. For the winner, a chance to raise the crystal at season's end. LSU, Alabama, one, Versus two. Are you ready? What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you take face with. What does it take to break your focus because you get frustrated about what happened on the last play? What does it take to make you give in because it's hot outside or you're tired or you don't feel like running to the ball or giving effort or finishing the play like you should? Because of how you feel, whether you're a little bit hurt, what does it take to break you? Uh, those guys are going to come ready to play. I believe in those guys. I would not want anybody else in the country on our offense or our defense than our football team that we have right here. I believe in those guys. We're coming. We're coming. And we ain't backing down. All right, Shane, pretty fired up for this one. How could you not be? The game of the year to date in college football 2019. The Tigers, underdog, even though they're ranked higher. It's in Tuscaloosa, obviously. Alabama favored by six and a half points. Who do you like in this matchup? Oh, my. This one was my – I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to lock this game. You know, because Uh-oh. I had, I, I know, I know. But then I thought about the death threats. I thought about, you know what I'm saying? The snipers outside my window and Lord knows I'd be afraid to open any mail for like <laughs> months, you know? So I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to stick to South Carolina and nothing is South Carolina. I just think that that's an easy pick. And, um, but with this game, there's, we kind of know what we have with LSU, 
Alabama, there's more question marks. I've never had as many question marks going into a game uh, with the Crimson Tide than I have at this moment. Is Tua healthy? How healthy is Tua? I mean, that's such a huge part. Does he even play? I mean, it wouldn't even surprise me if we think Tua's going to play the whole time and then coach pulls him. Um, So that concerns me. This defense, you know, I don't think they've been tested anywhere near like they're going to be tested Saturday against LSU Tigers. LSU's had some top 10 games. They, I mean, they, they, they have been on the big stage a couple of times now and they've excelled every single time. But as soon as you go against old Nick Saban, Nick Saban reminds you why he's the greatest coach to ever coach college football. Mm-hmm. And he's going to, I mean, you, you forget, they have got some studs. I mean, absolute studs on this Alabama team. Everybody wants to talk about the high-fluting LSU offense, but I'm telling you, when two and them boys get going, they're just as dangerous. And I think I think it's released. I think they released the Kraken this weekend. And <laughs> Alabama wins the game but doesn't cover the spread. I think LSU makes it interesting here at the very end. But I've got Alabama winning 41, LSU 38. So LSU covering the spread, Alabama winning the game. Now that's tough, Shane. We just we just lost some LSU fans now too. But <laughs> let me ask you this before I make my pick. Uh-huh. Yes, that would be. I don't want to say devastating loss, but that would be a brutal one for the Tigers. Uh-huh. If it goes down the way you see it going down, three point loss on the road at Alabama. Any chance, or I guess, is there a good chance these two meet in the college football playoff and LSU on a neutral field can take down Alabama? I think there is a good shot. I mean, it depends. I mean, obviously, it depends on so many factors. But, you know, they're the second best team in the nation right now. This is the way they voted on it. And if they lose this game by three points and then they win out and Alabama wins out, how can you keep LSU out? I mean, that would be your clear-cut one-loss team to get in. And I, I would even favor them in front of a lot of these undefeated teams, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we still got Ohio State sitting there. You know, there's a shot. Who else? I don't know. It doesn't matter. What I think if these te- whoever loses this game and wins out, I think obviously LSU has a better chance of getting in just because of their resume. Um, because I think Auburn's going to be struggling there at the end. Uh, you know, definitely after the joy. I mean, there's so many factors, Mike. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Well, I'll I just mean, say this, Shane. If if Alabama wins by three, and LSU looks good. I know it's not going to happen. Maybe this is just the SEC homer in me. But I would be fine with Alabama moving to number one in the college football playoff rankings. Mm -hmm. And I would be fine with LSU staying right at number two. Because, I mean, it would be – you're basically saying Alabama's the best and LSU's right there with them on a neutral field. I know it necessarily wouldn't play out that way next week, but I think that would be a a fair assessment based on everything we've seen of LSU – uh, but let's get down to my pick here, Shane. I was, man, I'm torn on this one. I agree with basically everything you s- just said there. I think one of the keys to this game is the fact that Alabama's pass rushers are really starting to heat up. I think that was missing from the beginning of the season. I, those guys were kind of slowly working back from injuries, what have you. And they've just been devastating in, in recent weeks. I know the schedule – I don't really like to talk schedules because, to me, it doesn't matter who you really play. If you're beating the hell out of them, you're still a good team, you know? Yeah. The team, they don't set the schedule. Well, the players don't set the schedule. They just they just go out and dominate. So, not holding Alabama's schedule against them, I think they're they're damn near LSU's equal just by looking at all the numbers. I mean, their, their efficiency is off the charts. Their defense, I know we've been giving them kind of crap all year, but – their defense is kind of rounding into form as well. So, obviously, it's almost impossible, impossible, Shane, to pick against Alabama <laughs> at home, Tuscaloosa, Nick Saban against Cocho. you got to like 
for you know we love Coach O. We do nothing but talk up Coach O. But you gotta you gotta favor Nick Saban in that matchup. And that's obviously then you kick it down to the coordinators. I think LSU may have a slight edge there at the coordinators. And it's just man across the board. It's almost equal dead across the board of, of all these players. So it's really tough to make the pick. I think it comes down to Tua not being 100%. Joe Burrow, a man on a mission, Shane. I think <laughs> Joe Brady, the hire of the year, this is where he proves you know, all the hype that Coach O had to make the move. 29 to 0 got shut out last year. I picked LSU to win in that game too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to the well, Shade. <laughs> LSU 33, Alabama 30. LSU gets it done. Dude, I'm telling you, you know, if it's kind of got that that 2011 vibe, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When LSU won by 3 and then they they ended up playing each other in the BCS championship game. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of feels like that. Like, I'm not saying you got two shots at this thing. And a lot of people are saying, you know, Bama's going to be out if they don't. I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that either. But mm-hmm. I just think that, I mean, this is, I don't know, just feels like this isn't going to be the only time we get to watch these two teams play this year. So, uh, I may be wrong. I mean, hell, I've, I'm as as you know, I'm not a great picker. So uh, there's a good shot LSU wins this thing, but I don't know, man. It just seems like every time you try to push Nick Saban out, freaking tide just find a way to win. You know? Yeah, and um, you know that's what makes college football so awesome. You, you you damn near have to win every game to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. But I think Absolutely. the bright thing here for LSU and Alabama fans based on everything we've seen as long as they continue to play as well as they're playing if a one loss team gets into the college football playoff which I think has happened every year I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be LSU or Alabama it's going to be the loser of this game as long as they win out so I don't think either of these teams is truly eliminated I know we've been saying Alabama could be but that committee is going to – they'll find a way to get Alabama in there if they can. You know, if it's <laughs> if it's four undefeated, it's maybe not. But if there's a one-loss team, it's going to be one of these. That's my prediction now. Uh, so I'm interested to see how it plays out. I think we're in for a barn, board, barn burner here on Saturday, Shane. But uh, Heck yeah. man, it could go either way, and uh, that's just, that's just kind of how I'm picking it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm just looking at this uh... – you know, LSU really the thing, you know, too, LSU hasn't played wide receivers like Alabama, man. Mm-hmm. No one has. No I one's mean, got them. I, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's just like I mean, Auburn, no. Uh Mississippi State, no. Florida, maybe, you know, but really it was just a tight end. You know, they had trouble stopping. Mm-hmm. And um I that's it, man. So I don't know. I, I And Grant Delpit may not play in this. Coach O said on Thursday he expects him to play. The guy's not been practicing all week. I mean, that's a terrible omen, particularly coming off a of bye week. So, man, that would be a devastating loss there for LSU if Grant Delpit can't go. Golly, I almost want to switch my pick, Mike, to make this the lock. But I'm not going to do it because I value my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shay, so that's going to do it. Uh, a quick recap here. We're both picking Arkansas to beat Western Kentucky and cover. Uh, we're both picking Ole Miss to beat New Mexico State and cover. We're both picking South Carolina to beat Appy State and cover. Uh, we're both picking Florida to beat Vanderbilt and cover. We're both picking Georgia to beat Missouri, but we both picked Missouri to cover there. Uh, we're both picking Tennessee to win and cover over Kentucky. And then you got Alabama beating LSU but not covering and I've got LSU pulling the upset <laughs> so that's where things stand going into week 11 Shane I can't wait for it you got anything else before we uh end this uh pick'ems podcast one one thing if you're thinking about doing a parlay uh three-team parlay I like Florida I like Ole Miss and I like uh South Carolina so that's my three-team parlay mm. you got in you got one Sounds like Shane is parlaying some 
blowouts here, but uh, oh yeah, that's always those are always dangerous in my opinion. If I went with a three teamer, Shane, I'd go Tennessee over Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I really like the Vols to to cover that one point. Uh, South Carolina over Appy State for sure. And then I'm going to give it to my boy, Chad Morris. Get me. (laughs) He's going to pay off this week, Shane. He's going to get it done. And uh, Arkansas is going to get them a win. And I'm just – I'm tired of trashing Arkansas. I want something good to happen there. Yeah, I think something does. I think – It's judgment day, as they say, for Chad Morris. (laughs) They may do like Coach Leach, you know, how he locked that player in the closet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they may go at half and just – Coach doesn't come out and say, oh, he was real ill, you know. You know, he just, I don't know what happened. So we're just going to roll with it and see. <laughs> All right, let me ask you this, Shane. Last thing. I just thought of it. I just said I'm not, I'm done bashing Arkansas. This is, not a, mm-hmm. this is not a bashing of Arkansas. This is more of a bashing of Chad Morris. They lose this game against Western Kentucky. Oh, he's gone. I'm predicting he's fired on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Who will be named interim at Arkansas? I think you gotta go. Ugh. Maybe the I don't know the chief. <laughs> no, no. I mean, no, because they don't like the chief either. Uh, but I mean, that's I guess that would be your next uh... shit, man. I don't know who you'd go with there. I mean, you got yeah. I don't know uh, who you going with. The chief, man, is going to be Coach Chavis. You think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's the only one right. He's the only one that knows how to coach on that stuff. Yeah, Mike, I guess, uh, shit, I probably got, I guess, I guess we'll have to go with the chief, man. Morris is out, chief's in, and, um, but I, I doubt he's retained. Let's just say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, it'll be a clean house if they lose to Western Kentucky, but, uh, hey, at least that'll give us something to talk about on Sunday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, Chris. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. We're looking for good, positive things out of Arkansas. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking for a lot of good games, man. This is going to be a fantastic weekend. There's a lot of storylines that are going to be coming out of this thing. So I'm pumped up. I don't know about you, Mike, but uh, I, I'm. I'm going. It's going to be tough to sleep tonight. Absolutely, Shane. We only got a couple of these awesome SEC Saturdays left in the season. As hard as it is to believe. So you got to soak up every second of it. And that's what I'll be doing on Saturday. I don't know about <laughs> you, buddy, but uh, just want to say thanks for joining me as always. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. You got this game, Cox. <laughs> <laughs>